Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ghoul Girls. I'm your host, Britt. Uh, this is my co-host extraordinaire, Jess. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode. And happy Halloween, everyone. Ooh, happy Halloween. Happy spooky Halloween. Happy hauntings, ghoul friends and ghouls alike. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a really important holiday for us. Uh, you know, it's our month, our year. Our spooky year is almost over. It's my month, my birth month. <laughs> it's uh, Spooky Jess's uh, spooky birth month, and she's the now a full-fledged ghouligan, hooligan, Ooh. ghostess. That's a with the most. That's, that's a long title. Can you make sure that that makes its way onto my gravestone, please? I will definitely. We'll have to give you a really long. I know, gravestone. right? Extra large. <laughs> Extra, extra large, super maximum. <laughs> Anyways, well, guys, it's been a while. How's everyone feeling today? How are you feeling today, Jess? How, how are any spooky happenings for you lately? Oh, man. I got a couple. <laughs> um, yeah, but this month's been good. I'm excited to be here and to record this very spooky episode. I know we have a lot in store for you guys. We do. That we do. I, for one... Just want to give a special thanks to everyone that's been leaving us really great reviews on iTunes. You guys are awesome. We wouldn't get far without you guys. You're great. We love you. Do it more. <laughs> Do it more. It's awesome. <laughs> and I love the Instagram. Like, everyone on the Google World's Instagram is so nice and is so helpful. And you guys share, like, the best stories. Oh, my gosh. It's awesome to read those. So keep them coming. You guys, you guys are freaking great. Like, Oh, man. We, where would we be? Where would we be without if you? I could we, give them golden stars. I'd give golden stars to each and every one of them. <laughs> we actually have another review. We have two reviews to read. Ooh. Two of them. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to go ahead and re- read the first one. Um, it's by KB1384. Uh, title, really enjoyed it! Exclamation point. That's so nice. Um, five stars. I really enjoyed this podcast. It was interesting and kept me engaged. Plus, the hosts are down to earth, friendly, and easy to listen to. Awesome job, ladies. Happy face. Aww. Obviously, I'm the one who's down to earth. <laughs> I'm always in the ground. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. And we have another review. Jess, another five star. Aww, how sweet. From Witchy, Witchy Page. Um, a spectacular podcast. These girls share unique, spooky stories that are entertaining to listen to. Great dynamic. Keep it up. Aww. Wow. Wow. You guys are great. Um, personally, I think that Jessica has some really spooky, scary stories. <laughs> um, I get really, like, too scared. So I'll be like, oh, this is a really good, scary story. But then I'm, like, reading it and I'm just like, whoa, this is, like, really intense. And then I don't want to share it because I want it to be my spooky story that I read when I'm, like, trying to take a dump, you know? <laughs> you do that, too? Oh, my gosh. I do that. Oh. I read on Reddit, like... Twinsies. Oh, my God. It's it's so bad, guys. Like, my obsession with these, like... And then it's Halloween, so there's so many good... <gasps> oh, we're going to do... I, I need to let you guys know now that you guys need to go watch The Haunting of Hill House. That show is just so fucking scary and i love it you know i haven't seen it yet no what is wrong with you oh my god jess it's it's so fucking good like i don't even want to spoil it for you and i love spoiling things trust me it's really good i'm gonna watch it for sure yeah watch it that apostle on netflix guys it's really spooky it's not even spooky it's more like 
it's like a really good horror movie and like it's really it's a little bit gory but i love it i fucking love that movie another good halloween movie you guys gotta or tv show you guys gotta watch is the chilling adventures of sabrina have you at least seen that i finished it dude i finished it the day it's it came so out i was such good. a sabrina the teenage witch that and the animated series i, I was such a big oh my fan God, same same dude you have no idea Ugh, i even read some of the comics the chilling yeah. i did too <laughs> and then i was really got really into it when riverdale came out i like the first season of riverdale the second season not so much i like the idea like i like that whole nancy drew and the hardy boys theme new age kind of like I'm, I'm down into it i was a nancy drew girl for a while yeah but like the first season was is always obviously always gonna be the best one not really didn't really get too much into the second one but damn so the chili adventures of sabrina it's filmed beautifully oh i love that they i love that there's not this like weird like love triangle shit that they're always trying to do like you know what i mean with her and harvey like they're just already established i fucking love it like i ate that shit up it's really feminist like i fucking love it it was so good i'm like trying to get everyone to watch it but those are our halloween recommendations on my side jesse you have any uh, halloween recommendations you want to give out? um you know i am i have a lot of my spooky agenda this year i'm going to go to a ton of places um either it's like haunted or abandoned or they've got paranormal happenings um, coming up on my spooky agenda, I'm going to Goatman's Bridge in Texas, Ooh. Denton, Texas. So I'm gonna tell you guys how that goes. I'm oh, you gotta, um, you gotta. It's not Goatman's Bridge anymore. It's Shane's Bridge. Oh. If you guys have ever seen BuzzFeed Unsolved, he took that bridge from that ghost. Demon. Well, it's about to be Jess's bridge, so <laughs> I'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, if you've ever heard of Mineral Wells, which is a like a little town in Texas. That has lots of rich history. It has this really old hotel. I'm going to be checking that out. And I got a lot of things coming up. So I will have spooky adventure destination recommendations coming up soon for you guys. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so excited I'm gonna for that. I'm going to get myself stuck in a building. Do it. I'm down to watch you get stuck in a building. Thanks. I might stream it live. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't had a chance... Um, be sure to follow our Instagram. We've actually been putting up a lot of content on our Instagram. Like, I always try and post a lot of scary stories and, like, a lot of weird-ass, like, cool pictures and stuff that I find. Because, like I said, I'm the type of person that I look, man. I'll be looking for the scariest shit I could find. And I'm just like, this will be great on my Instagram page for Google Girls. While you're taking and... a shit, you're scrolling through and looking for more scary shit already? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I also put on, or we both put, me and Jess, we put um, recommendations on there as well. Um, so give it a follow if you guys haven't yet. We're, like, really close to 400 followers, so I'm pretty proud makes me really happy you know i don't even know if i could name 400 people i don't even know 400 i don't even know 40 people so you got me one up there i don't even know four and i think you're one of them <laughs> oh that's me <laughs> same i probably know about eight maybe maybe 800 what we'll get there yeah it roundabout anyways um well guys just so you know uh we are doing a spooky episode later on in the week it's gonna be our halloween special episode um we're gonna be telling some ghost stories given to us by, given to us from other people or some that we found on ourselves that are really chilling um if you guys have any more submit it to us a lot of people send us some really good kind of spooky stories and like i'm really excited i read them and i was just like what? i know i'm so no. looking forward to this spooky halloween bonus episode because 
I have been hoarding stories for Me months <laughs> now, and I'm like, I want to post about this. I want to talk about this. This person told me this. I think would be great for this episode, but I've been holding on to them. I've had a lot of um, self control <laughs> lately, Ugh, and I'm just I I'm so <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. I haven't. I have no self control. I've been writing them out. Like I have to write them over and over again on my laptop. I have like a bunch of little files, and my files is called like spooky tales or some shit like that. But I think I spelled tales wrong. Hopefully not one day. But if you ever lose your laptop. I rue. I feel so bad for the person who finds it. And they opened up and they're like, "What <laughs> stories about they're dead bodies? Be like, Demonic be possession? Like, why they, what is true crime? Why is there a bullet point on how to murder someone and get away with it? What is this girl up to? They're like, they go to the place. They're like, "Yo, we found this laptop. There's some fucked up shit in there." And they're gonna be like, "What's all up with all of this Sasquatch daddy uh, JPEGs?" Yeah. <laughs> all put together. Oh, duh. oh my god. I have this meme, guys. Our Instagram is so full of memes because I'm a meme person. Like, I fucking make them. I, have, I make them. Don't judge me. But anyways, judge. I was like, I was looking at, our, like, I was looking at, you know, different memes or whatever. And there was this one. I don't know if you guys know the meme with, like, the little anime dude. And it's like, is this a butterfly? And it's really, or it's like, is this a butterfly or a bird or something like that? Have you seen that? That meme? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that meme, Britt. <laughs> anyways, there's like, he's like looking up at the butterfly and it says, mothman and then on the bottom it says is this daddy and i was just like me (laughs) okay it's bad i know so bad you don't even want to know about my predator obsession so Brittany, what's this episode called (laughs) oh man if this episode is called drum roll please we should actually like get a soundboard and put drum rolls anyways it's called the doctor's orders Ooh. Ooh, if you guys haven't guessed yet it's about medical shit i'm just kidding (laughs) it's about creepy doctors or creepy happenings in hospitals it's a lot of fucked up shit because i'm the type of person that i don't go to fucking hospitals i will have a severed arm and i will be like jessica just put some ice on it and sew it back up i got band-aids you're good do they have little characters on them are they daffy duck ones (laughs) yeah Brittany. i'm gonna go buy you daffy duck (laughs) (laughs) band-aids do it okay Anyways, um, who wants to go first? You want to go first? You want me to go first, Jess? I'll let you pick. Um, I think you went first last well, time. Well, I'm going to go first you? again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, if you want. Yeah, no, I'll I mean, go, just, I'll go. <laughs> are you sure? Because I know you, I think you went first last time. Do you want to go first this time? Oh, no, I don't care. Then I'll go first this time. There you have it, Jesse. <laughs> Jess. Make a decision. There you have it, guys. Jess is the decision maker in this podcast. (laughs) She's a bad bitch. That also on my gravestone. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Go ahead. The doctor's orders. All right, guys. So we did lots of digging, lots of research for this episode. I'm excited to share it all with you. Um, Going into the twisted tales that surround hospitals, but not just mental hospitals, like hospitals, like general hospitals, mental hospitals, you name it. It gets dark. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is something called the Rosehan experiment. So all starts with this guy, David Rosehan, that's the name. He was a psychologist and one of the big things that he's known for is this research um, called the Rosehan experiment where he went and made a deal with this uh, mental hospital and he told him, all right, at the psychiatric hospital, he's like, okay. I'm going to send in at least one sane patient. And your job as a psychiatric hospital is to go through all of your patients and identify the the mole that I put there. 
And so the hospital, okay, is up for the challenge. And they did tons of tests to check these guys out. And the whole reason for this experiment was to actually test the validity of psychoanalysis to see, you know, where people's mental states are. So the hospital came back with this. They said 41 out of the 193 patients were considered imposters. They said 41 patients were imposters. In reality, in through this whole experiment, Rosehan had sent no patients to the hospital. So the hospital itself identified 41 patients after going through all of their testing and experiments with them to see that 41 they considered imposters, when in reality, no one was sent. And what? Yeah. It's crazy. Imagine 41 people that were considered crazy, and all of a sudden they say, yeah, you're not crazy, you're faking it. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you're like, was I faking it? Is that what happened? What? What? That's freaking crazy. I know. And, like, can you believe... Like, how nuts it would be for the hospital, your own hospital, you tell them, go check and find that mole, and you come up with 41 people, and it turns out they didn't send anyone. Like, you're obviously doing something wrong. Or, what it could be is that they're just kind of, like, panicked, like, uh, fuck, let's just pick the people who are let's least Let's just craziest. round them up, we'll get one-third, and then they go from there. Did it tell when, uh, when this study took place or what what year yeah um so the study started around 1973 okay first off did a lot of drugs in 1973 everyone was high off lsd so because the government was poisoning them going back to our previous episodes of cool girls (laughs) but yeah dude that's trippy but then again like sometimes i think that people are pretty normal but then they have like you know mental health issues and i'm just like what? I didn't know you suffered from that. And then they're like, it's the meds. So that's... And then you're at a hospital. This is your job. You're supposed to know these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, the experiment was kind of like a way to conduct research to dis- to determine like the valid... Val... Shit. Validarity. Validity. Ditty. Validity of psychiatric diagnosis. <laughs> so it's like, is saying, does this person have a mood disorder? Like, is that... Is your testing, like, is that accurate? And so what they did was they went into the hospital and they did a second experiment. So on the second experiment, they had these experimenters who they tested out. I think it was like a, gr- a gr- group of men and women. Some of them were had doctorates. One of them was a housewife. They were just as sane as they can be. And they basically, like told them, okay, you're going to go into the psychiatric hospital, you're going to say that you have this hallucination, and then you're going to act normal afterwards. So that was the idea, to send them in and see how far they can get. And I guess they're called pseudo-patients. Have you heard of that? Um, Yeah, it's how the terminology sounds familiar. What is it? Explain it to me. It's a patient who's who's actually like a covert research worker to like get in the inside you know to see what's going on from you know actually being within those walls and it got crazy so in one of the experiments they sent these people in and they're like okay you're gonna fake it till you make it you're gonna pretend to be crazy once you get there you're gonna be fine and then tell them that you're fine and 
some of their people were, like, diagnosed with, like, manic depressive disorder or depression or mood disorders. Like, you name it. That's what they were telling these people who were actually evaluated and said that they were otherwise sane. It was eight, eight subjects. Eight, you know, fake patients. And oh, okay. Yeah. Imagine sneaking... It's kind in, of a opposite. Yeah. Imagine sneaking eight people in and just being like, all right, there you go. And what's nuts is that they were ordinary people. But they're just ordinary people. Ordinary people. I mean, some, like I said, some were researchers. Some were, um, like, one was a housewife. Did they come out crazy? No, they didn't come out crazy. But it kind of goes to show that, like, you're. This is like when they put those people in the prison and then told them to be really cruel to them and beat them up. Remember that? Yeah. But you know what? The hospital staff, like, it said some of the pseudo patients, they were saying that they were treated poorly. Um, the hospital staff never realized that they were faking, and they actually had, like, trouble, you know, there, because they weren't crazy, and these people were, like, were not catching on. That's terrible. Why would you do that to yourself? That is horrible! Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and they were all released, you know, eventually they were released. Um, some would stay anywhere from, like, a week to 52 days. But they said about average, they lasted there almost a month, like 19, 20 days. Oh my god. Imagine if, like, one of the person's person is, like, they forget that he's, like, not crazy. And so he ends up staying there for, like, ever. And he's like, I'm not crazy. (gasps) That would be a... (gasps) That's, like, that movie Unsane. I haven't seen it. (laughs) I haven't either, but I heard a podcast review about it. And it was... They said it was really good. Oh, yeah? But, like, can you imagine that, like... You're not crazy. Like, I get scared because I'm like, what if I go to a hospital, like, you know, to go see a psychiatrist or something? And then they're like, yo, you're crazy. And I'm just like, no, I'm not crazy. And then, you know, it's like one of your, the story you were just telling how these people stayed there not being crazy and everyone thought they were crazy. You know what? That reminds me of another thing I wanted to say. Oh, shit. Go. Okay. So this Release is, the floodgates. So this is just the Rosehan experiment. This was just 1973, 1980. But what nobody, like understands is this has happened before and i don't know yeah i don't know if you know who this is but this is a journalist her name is Nellie bly and this is from the year 1887 she actually went undercover in an insane asylum and she published it in her book called 10 days in a madhouse have you heard of it i think i've heard the story yeah but tell me more so she was a young reporter and it's another kind of um you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing. But she went by her pen name, Nellie Bly, and her name was actually Elizabeth uh, Cotron? Elizabeth Cotron. I think I'm saying it right. But she has told the story, and she wrote down, like, her first-hand accounts of living a life in an insane asylum. And the whole time, you know, she was trying to make a name for herself, but also she, like, wanted to see what was going on. So she faked, like, her own madness, kind of, you know, because in that time during the Victoria era, a lot of women were deemed, like, and this is the term that they use, like, hysterical, and their husbands or their family would just drop them off in a mental institution. It's called being on your period, okay? I know, right? For real. You get a little PMS and all of a sudden you're in a fucking loony bin. Oh my gosh. 
Seems accurate, though. Yeah, and you know what? She was able to get her self-admitted so easily because it did not take doctors, like, they didn't have a a long checklist to deem a woman as being hysterical at that time. So she was able to get in, like, no problems, no questions asked. They're like, all right, off you go. But she wanted to do this to expose, like, why mental asylums need to change and why we need to have, like, a different you know, view on them. And this, like, this whole thing that she did was for, like, a women's interest column where it should have, you know, been something bigger. But at the time, she was in her early 20s. She was a pretty girl, super attractive. She was very witty. And, you know, when she was admitted, just by acting hysterical, she took on these steps by talking about these issues. Which, you know, that other researcher, the Ronham exper- Rosenhan experiment, like, that went more in depth, but it was brought to light earlier by a lady, so that's why you don't hear about it, which is sad. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I love this girl. She's, like, a total badass. Seems like a total badass. Yeah, and she was able to, like, fake up madness and hang on to that madness just so people would, like, think that she's, you know, crazy And she, like, said, like, straight up, she's like, there was little to no food. The food was often soiled. There was not a, or often spoiled. There was not a lot, not a lot of blankets. They didn't have a lot of warm bedding. There was mistreatments and physical abuse. And she would, like, complain, like, these people are doing a charity. Like, these people are supposed to be helping. And the whole time that they're just, like, complaining and they're, like, taking it out on the patients and it's nuts yeah because at that time you know victorian era you know a lot of people or a lot of women who were diagnosed with that hysteria they weren't actually crazy like you know when you tell someone you're going to it was hard for women back then it was really hard yeah and so she said that when she went there a lot of the women weren't even weren't even crazy or the women who were there, who they were diagnosed as crazy, they just spoke another language. And they didn't have, like, oh, ways yeah. to express themselves. I've read about that. I've heard about that. So what a nightmare, right? Like you what? what a- that- oh, go, no. Continue, continue. Oh, I was just going to go on a rant. Like, what an absolute nightmare to, you know, not speak English and then be a woman, a woman immigrant who doesn't speak English stuck in this asylum because people think that you're crazy. And for this journalist to have to sit there and watch, you know, staff abuse these women. She said that they were beaten and choked and, you know, when she would tell the doctors, no one believed her. Because at that time, it wasn't like, it wasn't frowned upon for staff to give these women, like, morphine and stuff like that so they would go to bed at night. That's fucking sad. That's like, um, that hospital in, uh, Oh my god, what was it called? Do you remember what it was called? No, I don't know. Uh, it was like Cro- Crows- Crosby Hot. Oh my god, what was it? It was like in New York or something. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. I'm sure you have. <laughs> it was, everyone's heard about it. Are you talking about like Shutter Island? <laughs> what did you say, Shutter Island? I don't know, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. Remember that island? Yeah, Shutter Island. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was Leonardo um, DiCaprio. Is that what he was like? Um, he went to the hospital that was like a 
and it was really him just being crazy. And he didn't think he was crazy. He thought he was researching the hospital or, like, investigating it, right? To find, like, a murderer. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. But, no, this was called... That um, movie is old, so <laughs> everyone should have known it by this now. Was, this was called the Blackwell Island. Why is it always islands? I don't know, but the place that she was at was at Blackwell Island. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so she brought them to court. She published her book. Um, I think it was, like, the city of New York. Uh, yeah, it was in New York. And they did, like, this big whole thing about it. And it was awesome. Like, she pioneered a new type of investigative journalism. But that's just one part of mental hospitals, Brittany. And that's not even the juicy part yet. Are you ready? Ooh, tell me. All right. I'm going to share some quick stories. So, just researching, just looking around about what people have said about, like, their own personal experiences. And these are all within the last, uh, timeline is about, like, 25 years. So, I was talking about, like, old school mental So, that's, like, recent. Yeah, so stuff that's recent. <laughs> and okay. it's just, like, like, typical, not typical, but, like, the behavior that you would expect at a mental institution. So, I was reading something that um, a woman had written... And she was talking about how, at the time, she was about 15 or 16, and, you know, she was super suicidal as a teenager, or she was, you know, she was going through some stuff, and her family had her admitted. This was, like, mid-2000s. And she said, you know, the home, or the, um, that place that she stayed, you know, it wasn't too bad. It was kind of just, like, a really clean, boring, you know, retreat where you have to do, like, group therapy and you got your meals given to you and stuff like that but she said that she had she'd run into like some of the craziest people she's met like literal crazy she said that there was an instance where there was um one girl who she would um talk about how there was writing under her bed and she's like yeah writing under her bed And, you know, as people would leave and come back, she's like, there's more writing. So they had looked, and underneath, and I guess mental, or these places that they stay, psychiatric holds or whatever you call them, the beds are kind of heavy to keep them from, like, moving them around and stuff, throwing them. And so they look underneath the bed, and there they see written, like, messages. So I guess someone who had... fucking way. Yeah, so I guess someone who had stayed there previously or a long time before that or maybe immediately before that, they don't know had written underneath, like, um, I guess journaling, kind of, had written, like, messages, how they were in pain, and they wanted to die, and, like, things that just didn't make sense, and she said that after lifting up the bed, they would see all of these things written to show you that, like, someone was there before you, like, there's so much going on. Yeah. That's so creepy. It was nutty. Imagine dropping something under your bed going to look for it and you just see like a literal novel written on your floor and she wasn't the one writing it no she said that she had you know she had checked it out you know one day she had just happened to look under there and she saw all of this writing underneath so it was probably a girl who had stayed in the room you know either previous to her or way before her oh yeah i know it's nuts this is why i don't go to hospitals okay everyone wonders why i'd rather just you know like die and i'm just like ah mm, nope Mm, no not gonna happen yeah yeah and you know unfortunately some people have you know psychotic breaks some people do face you know mental health issues and total respect to people who are dealing with that and the scary side to it all 
but another thing to keep in mind is like not, not a lot of people are educated about it like to be honest so a lot of people talk about you know how they just went to a psychiatric hold or a hospital or something for things like um, suicidal thoughts or depression and when they go there they meet people who have issues like ED emotionally disturbed I was reading one case about a woman who she was actually a worker at a, a care facility for like teenagers and she had said that there was a girl there, a patient, who was just so off her rocker that she would, she was like 12 years old, and she would climb into her closet at the very top shelf, you know, where people usually keep like their shoes or their boxes on the very, very top shelf. She would squeeze her body so it would fit in that top shelf. So when one of the workers would come and open up the closet or look for her, she would jump out from the top of the closet and attack people. What the f- Punch yeah. her in the face. Imagine just opening a closet and someone dives from the top. It's nuts. And there was another case about how this woman, she was working in like a boy's home for, you know, boys with like emotion who are emotionally disturbed and things like that. And this woman was talking about how she had worked at the home and this boy, like she said the difference working with boys and girls, there's a lot. She said girls are sneaky. But boys, if they do not like you, they will show you. So one instance, this care worker was talking about how she was working with this group of boys, and one boy just didn't like her, went up straight to her and punched her in the face. What? Out of nowhere. Just yeah. decked her? Yeah, just decked her. Oh my god. Real That's hard. Just, just, oh, wow. I would have punched him back. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do that. Why? He punched me. <laughs> this, is why, I, this is why I can't work with people. You, you just want to hold your own? I just want to hold my own. Someone else tries to punch me in the face, I'll punch him back. I don't care. They could be a child, a baby. Yeah. <laughs> a ghost. I'll punch a demon. I don't give a shit. That's Brittany for you. That's me. I don't take kindly to be punched in the face. Uh-uh. Some guy's convulting, having a seizure. He punches me in the face. Bam! I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, that's awful. <laughs> it's, it's awful now, but I'm pretty sure there's people who've punched people who you know accidentally punch them there it's a long story anyways that's a fucked up shit jessica thank you for making me never want to go to a hospital at all just you know you'll be fine just don't go to a therapist and don't tell them that you're having feelings because then that's where you'll be i'll have to <laughs> what do they call it when you break someone out of prison oh i'll have to spring you free from the uh spring me free the clutches of <laughs> institutions of evil (laughs) yeah but those are some stories for you um there's a lot of like misconceptions a lot of people think that today's mental hospitals or not well i don't know what they're called now psychiatric institutions that there's a lot of wailing and people crawling under beds and and being all you know gonna eat your face and stuff which there are some like let's be honest there are cases like that but not all of them But yeah, that's what I got for you. And I'll probably be posting some really cool, longer stories that I found super interesting on the Instagram. So you guys should definitely check that out. And to you, Brittany. Check it out. Post it. Oh, up to me. Up to me. Okay. Well, guys, I actually couldn't decide. I had two hospitals that I really liked. Um, I'm going to try and talk briefly about both of them and combine them into one big old clusterfuck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm here for it. So the first hospital that I found out that I was doing a lot of research about and I kind of wanted something that was really interesting um so I had heard about I don't know if you guys have ever heard about the Eloise Asylum no I haven't heard of it at least if you're asking me I don't know is there anyone else here Jessica who's here who's here 
my shoulder. Well, I guess I got to answer. <laughs> You're like, oh, I guess. Uh, that's me. It's me, Jesse. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so um, Eloise was built um, as a poorhouse and a farm in 1839. But over the years, it eventually grew to be a complex of about 76 buildings. At its peak, it covered 900 acres, and it was roughly the size of a small city. Um, the mini city soon became one of the most elaborate mental facilities in the country. So we're talking, this thing was big. It had its own fire department, it had its own police station, a post office, a cattle herds, a greenhouse, a cannery, a tobacco field, and at one point housed over 12,000 patients seeking help for moderate to very severe mental illnesses. And... Even though it's empty today, there are a bunch of rumors that these former residents still haunt the halls of Eloise. Dun, dun, dun. Cue Ooh. some spooky music. Ooh. Super spooky. <laughs> One day when we, we can, we'll afford a soundboard and then I'll just be pressing buttons like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to regulate your use of a soundboard. I can already anticipate that happening. I know. It's because sometimes I like say a really scary line and I'm just like, some some whooshy storm noises in the background would sound really good. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Ready? Whoosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Anyways, um, up to the next one. So, uh, due to uh, budgery constraints, which is just, you know, like, it was costing a lot of money. Uh, Michigan is currently looking to sell the place. So, it actually sold... Guess for how much this hospital sold? Lots of money. One dollar. Really? Yeah. Do you want to know why it sold for one dollar? Because it... it's fucking haunted. Okay. Yeah, that was my f- second guess. <laughs> I mean, that and it's pretty much like in ruins and stuff like that. But um, it's actually uh, so much paranormal activity has happened there. It's like a freaking trip. Like, I was literally doing my little research stuff that I usually do, and there was so much like so many videos and so many evps like we'll get into it but let me continue talking about this really badass freaking it was a big it was a pretty big mental hospital um a lot of like the but like a large portion of it is actually still up most of it is actually in ruins but there's a, a good number of buildings that are still standing um and it's really really terrifying the pictures are really creepy we'll be sure to post about it on our instagram um another thing was that they they did a bunch of different you know normal things back in like the 1960s that you would think would be involved in a mental hospital so they did electroshock therapy lobotomies um they did this thing called uh television television therapy where they would sit like elderly or really young people in front of a tv and just let them watch tv for like an obscene number of hours a day. Okay, so how do I sign myself up for that? And when start? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. Um, and do I have a choice of what channel I'm watching? No, I think they just put on, like, whatever. Damn, I don't know. I've um, stayed up late and watched infomercials, so I think I'm down for anything. That's me so, so bad. <laughs> so, um, I mean, so obviously a lot of people did pass away. This place even had its own cemetery. Um, they actually find, like, graves, like, when they clean up. A lot of the cemeteries, like, overturned with, like, rubble and debris and stuff like that. But they say that there's constantly finding new graves, and, like, legend says that graves actually pop up a lot as well. 
Like, they just show up? Like Yeah, they'll be like, you'll be walking here and there wasn't a grave. And then there was a grave. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh that's pretty scary. That's pretty freaky. Um, I was actually reading a story. I was re- started like you know researching about like different people's experience and stuff. And um, one of the employees in one of the buildings, um, he goes by anonymous. He was sharing his paranormal experience, and he was talking about how he was going through one of the um, hallways, which had a staircase. And he's this is a quote. This is a quote. At what he saw, he said, "I'm serious." A guy that wasn't there was sitting on the steps. So as he was passing by, he claims that he had seen a man sitting on the steps. When he turned to double take, there was no one there. And he was serious? <gasps> wow. Yeah. And actually, um, there's a bunch of like these urban explorers. You guys know who, what urban explorers are. They pretty much break into like abandoned places and go exploring. Um, there's a lot of really cool ones on YouTube so that I watch. Us? So us, <laughs> and, so uh, us? <laughs> no, we do it for ghosts. They do it because they like, they go on YouTube. We don't post our stuff on YouTube. You know, I'm too scared. Like, what if like someone sees me in a building and uh, I just have these fears, these illogical fears. I'm already afraid someone's going to find me through a podcast. Can you imagine how scared I am? Because someone's going to find me through YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. If you guys recognize my voice, be sure to say hi. I'll be like, oh my God, people know me. I love it. Um, anyways, so apparently, um, explorers were rumored to have discovered jars of human body parts, and they even took and like really creepy snapshots of p- the patients in the abandoned buildings that were torn down in the 1980s. So they found like a lot of like old pictures and stuff like that. Um, people have reported anything from hearing strange moans to screams and roars on the old grounds. There's like countless YouTube tri- YouTube clips of like thrill seekers, like I said, urban explorers going through Eloise and they um, even do their own little do-it-yourself kind of ghost hunts. And like they always, always, I was watching this one where like this guy was doing like a live stream on his phone. He was live streaming it on Facebook and I was watching the video for it. So he has his cell phone and he's walking through, you know, doing his little live stream and they have an EVP reporter, a recorder, reporter, what? Recorder. And so as he's as he's doing the recording, um, you know, they do their EVPs, ask their questions, and they replay it back. And very clearly, clearly during the live stream, you hear a voice say, what's that? Hell no. So he's acknowledging oh like, what is that? What are you using to record me? I love EVPs, and I will listen to EVPs on my phone as I go to sleep. I'm so weird. I can't help it. It's just... Uh, I love it. And that's Anyways. why I don't sleep over your house. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> nutty. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he actually, like, it was, what do they call it when they're, like, they're, it's an intelligent haunting, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was asking what that was. Ooh. It was no, so you. creepy. Um, Like, a lot of people, when they do go there, they they say that they have, like, phantom touches. They've reported hearing, like, scratching noises. Um. People have also reported feeling dizzy. Uh, it's a really big, big property. So, I mean, I I would like to go there and really know if it's haunted or not. Like, I love the scary stuff. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it would look like fun. I was also, re- I don't know if it's true, but I was reading this Reddit story because I love Reddit about the hospital. And this guy was saying, I don't know if it's true. Reddit is a very kind of hard place to, develop or divulge whether something's true or not 
But anyway, so he was talking about how he was going and he was exploring the mental hospital and there are underground tunnels like every typical scary big ass hospital would have. And he claimed that there's no power in the building. So right now, as of right now, there's no power. We already know that. It's already established. It's in the news. It's in the papers. No power. He said when he went down into those tunnels, he went as he went further down. He's walking and walking. There are fucking lights at the very end of the tunnel with sick with security cameras no still there still Ugh. up and running that's what he claims that's crazy dude it's is that allowed <laughs> is it allowed to be that it's, scary? oh my god it was so creepy and then i was also reading like that there were like um 250 women sharing like for every 250 women they would share five toilets that i can already guess how yeah that 1950s when they started electroshock therapy um which actually induced a lot of seizures in people i was looking at pictures and um they actually people would create shanks for protection there because it was so many people it was a lot of people to take care of wow like overcrowded also what i read which i thought was really interesting it was also like a little community they actually would have talent shows for their patients, they had a patient pageant that was put on in 1936. Oh, that's nice. I thought that was really sweet. But then at the same time, I'm like, was it sweet or was there something sinister going on? Because, I don't know, like, a pageant show in a mental hospital? Like, I don't know, it just, yeah. it's really no, a talent it. show. I'm like, with only, like, very few staff members. Like, what is going on here? Is it a really a little community? It's a cover. It's a cover. It's an inside job. <laughs> well, I mean, because, like, they took on a lot. Especially at that time where they thought everyone was crazy. And they didn't have, like, the science or the research or even the skills to work in that field. I think it was just, like, a shit show. Like, a literal shit show. Like, there's literal shit probably at the top yeah, show. It's, it's just weird like it with five toilets not okay i don't know i always get like freaked out like i'm always freaked out by like hospitals i'm telling you i don't like hospitals i'm scared of them that's why this one was so difficult to me because like i was reading so many haunted hospitals and i was just like nope 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 it's creepy it's dark it's you know ruined and stuff like that and uh anyways so um <laughs> I was also doing this other, like, um, the same paranormal group that went to do the EVPs and the iPhone thing. Remember how I was telling you guys about that? Yeah. Well, he actually caught a picture, and it was taken by Ace Taylor, who was attending one of the Eloise tours that they have. Um, it was on the first floor of the D building, and it's in a black room, and he's shining his flashlight into the room, and he snapped a picture with his digital camera. There is a fucking figure sitting at one of the desks. I mean, and it's completely dark black shadow i mean it looks so fucking creepy dude i just looked at it and i was just like "Uh uh-uh nope he's like at the time this is quote he said um at the time no one was in the room and we do not have an explanation for what caused this silhouette there's also a creepy ass picture of the um it's taken it was a volunteer was a volunteer who was helping with the tours that they do her name was shannon fern and it was taken in the D basement. Um, she snapped a photo and she caught what appears to be like an apparition on the right side of the pillar. And it looks like a person in a, like, kind of like a hospital, maybe like a hospital, like white collared coat. I'm going to post these. 
I'm going to post these. Please do. They've, yeah, because I haven't seen any of these, and I'm already freaking they out. They even <laughs> caught... This is another crazy thing that they caught. Um, the Detroit Paranormal Expediters um, investigation of the D building, which is one of... A lot of these are in the D building, so I'm assuming that D stands for demons and ghosts, and that's what's happening. Anyways, um, he actually... They actually caught what sounds like a woman humming a song on the third floor. So he says... He clicks his flashlight and he says hello, and then you hear a fucking like it's so creepy, dude. Like I was listening to it over and over again. Uh, you know what? We should do an episode of our favorite EVPs because now you have me thinking about like the ones from uh, is it Goldfield the <gasps> hotel? Like the trivia ones that they love caught? the Goldfield hotel. Wait, let me tell you the last one. So this is the last the okay, last creepy encounter that I have, and then I'll move on to my next hospital that I want to talk about. Okay, so on the first floor of the Geobox, um, same thing. That's the Detroit Paranormal Expediters. Um, they were same thing, doing it in uh, the building B. Um, but there's this. They were using a geobox, which is like that, like radio thing. And very clearly, you hear a person say, "Who is this man?" What? Yeah, and there's like a bunch of voices, and like you would hear like people talking, and like it was just really creepy, really really creepy. It's the full yeah. sentence EVPs that really get to me. I know it scared the sh- shivers out of me. It was really creepy. I just I freaking loved it. Like this this one, there's been so many encounters. Like so many people. If you just go on, like um, I was doing a lot of research and I was looking up all these walkthroughs of people hearing like metal scraping across the floor. You hear so many people yelling and screaming, and you're just like, this is a abandoned hospital there's no one around like it's literally in the middle of like its own community and you just hear like so much shit and there's so many photographs there's so many orbs and i'm not a big orb person but there's just so much like it's crazy it really scared the shit out of me yeah i'm already tripping out that's nuts i gotta hear these you gotta send me um we're gonna i'll try and post it on our uh instagram and twitter so you guys can all hear it too but like it's just it's really big and it's really scary that's what she said sorry (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. that's what what she said (laughs) i know it's it's really creepy i forget sometimes i co-host a podcast i think we're just talking and i'm like yeah i can make a stupid joke like yes (laughs) ghost stuff let me just uh make a really creepy this and that you know (laughs) okay so anyways um the next hospital or kind of it was like um kind of like a hospital it's a uh, hospital designed for uh, children with extreme intellectual and mental disabilities do you know which one I'm talking about no should I know this you one? should because ghost adventures went there if anyone knows us I Ooh. love ghost adventures I love Zach Bagans I love you Aaron. almost met Zach Bagans I almost met Zach Bagans but we're gonna talk about that on our special spooky episode because I need to tell you the story with Zach Bagans and how I was in the same building with him and didn't even know it. (laughs) We'll save that one. one. Anyways, um, what I, the second hospital that I wanted to talk about was Willowbrook State School. So it was a state supported institution for children with intellectual disabilities located in the Willowbrook neighborhood of Staten Island, New York City from 1947 until 1987. Um, pretty much it was designed for 4,000, like it was designed for, the school was designed for 4,000, but by ni- by 1965, it had over a population of 6,000 people, children, Shit. pretty much. At the time, it was the biggest state-run institution for people with mental disabilities in the United States. Um, 
Let me tell you right now, uh, Sean Robert, Senator Robert Kennedy, he called this place, and I quote, a snake pit. It was a, like, it was so bad. There was medical practice and, and the medical experiments that they would do on these children were just like, it was so terrible what they did to these kids there. Um, so pretty much in uh, 1938, uh, the plans were drawn up for, you know, the facility to house, you know, the mentally, mental disabled. Um, it was 375 acres on a Wilbrook section of Staten Island. The construction was complete by 1942, but instead of opening for its original purpose, it was converted into a U.S. Army hospital at the time. So before it became, you know, what it was, it was actually a veterans, had a veterans administration building and everything like that. And um, in October 1947, the New York State Department of Mental Hygiene opened its facilities there as it originally planned, which is the mental institution. And they named it Wilbrook State School. Um, they did a hepatitis study there as well, which you can imagine how that went. Um, one of the results of the research was a better understanding of the difference between serum hepatitis, which is spread by blood transfusions, from infectious hepatitis, which was spread directly from person to person, which is the most common form. So they just go around infecting people with this. That is not That is okay. not okay. So um, this is uh, Paul A. Offich, which is a man who is doing the study. He described uh, Krugman studies, which is the guy who was doing these kind of... His name was Saul Krugman. Um, he was the one who was kind of <laughs> really... Uh, he was a medical research. Let me tell you, it's as follows. This is what he says. In an effort to control the outbreak of hepatitis, the medical staff at Wilbrook consulted Saul Krugman. Krugman found the hepatitis developed in 90% of the children admitted to Wilbrook soon after their arrival. Although it is known that hepatitis was caused by a virus, it wasn't known how the hepatitis virus spread, whether it could be prevented, or how many types of viruses caused the disease. Krugman used the children of Wilbrook to answer those questions. One of his studies involved feeding hep live hepatitis virus to 60 healthy children. 60! 6 0. Krugman watched as their skin and eyes turned yellow and their livers got bigger. He watched them vomit and refused to eat. All the children fed hepatitis. The hepatitis virus became ill and some severely. Krugman reasoned that it was justified to in inculate retarded children at the Wilbrook with hepatitis viruses because most of them would get hepatitis anyways. But by purposely giving the hepatitis virus, Krugman increased the chance from to 100%. So he was like, they're going to get it anyways. Let me speed up the process to see what fucking happened to 60 children. That, that is hands down. Whenever it involves children, especially when you're doing like shit like that, that's fucked it's up. It's so fucked up. It's so, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of like child abuse there. Um, like it was, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was housing over 6,000 disabled children when it was only supposed to house 4,000. So um, Senator Robert Kennedy actually toured the institution in 1965 and proclaimed that the individuals in the overcrowded facilities were living in filth and dirt, their clothing and rags in roomless, in rooms less comfortable and cheerful than the cages in which we put animals in the zoo. 
Um, and he even offered a series of recommendations for improving those conditions. Um, although the hepatitis study was had been discontinued, the residential school's reputation was that of a warehouse of New York's mental mentally dis- disabled people, many of whom were presumably abandoned there by their families and foster care agencies. So pretty much it's just like a big clusterfuck of people not giving a shit about these. I mean, I believe there yeah. was like five nurses for every like thousand children or something like that and like god bless these angels i'm telling you like oh my god i can only imagine like having to deal with this and like you're probably getting paid shit wage anyways you know to come and like take care of these i mean there was physical abuse there was also sexual abuse um a lot of people would be sent to those hospitals for being you know for liking fire being a pyromaniac you know they're not they're not mental they you know they're bad people and they send them there and they would like you know sexually molest other children there like staff members were getting harassed like it was just it was so bad that ends like their kids and you know teenagers and like hormones and then having to be special needs like they don't understand and then kids end up becoming victims and it's like really like you're gonna put that many kids on you got me heated bro <laughs> you got me real so heated. sorry i didn't mean to it's just like it's really sad. Um, there was a it is. There was a really good uh, documentary that I I watched. Um, it was uh, what was his name? Let me see. I wrote it down, but then I lost it. Uh, I just I just have his last name. I think Geraldo. He was um, in the 1970s. He was a reporter that actually uh, was the one who really um, Ger- Geraldo Rivera. He was an investigative reporter for. Um, I think it was WABC TV in New York. And he literally conducted a bunch of series of investigations on Wilbrook. He pretty much uncovered a host of like deplorable conditions, overcrowding, um, sanitary, like sanitary problems. It was just so bad. And he was the one who really pushed to really change that. He, uh, he did so much to like really help people anyways. So back to like the spookiness about this. So, Pretty much after all this happened, you know, finally it was closed down, I think in like the 1980s, I believe. Um, It became, you know, left to ruins. Same thing as every place that has a lot of bad stuff happening there. Um, People have reported being scratched. They've reported feeling being pushed. They have reported um, sexual abuse. I was reading this one story, this one article about this girl who was actually walking through the halls with a like couple of her like they were doing like a little ghost hunt and she said she felt someone's hand from behind her knee all the way up to her buttocks no fucking yeah way. she said it was the probably one of the scariest feelings she's ever had like it was oh. um a lot of uh evps came out of there i was listening to some really creepy evps which sounds like um women a woman screaming like it was really creepy. Um, I saw the Ghost Adventures episode too. If you guys haven't seen it, it's really good. Um, this girl actually caught an EVP of a someone vomiting. Vomiting. <gasps> no way. Yeah. I've never heard of anything Yeah, like that. she said. She's, That's trippy. And they played it and it literally sounds like they're asking, is there anyone there? And then maybe a couple minutes go by and it sounds like someone is viciously vomiting, vomiting down the hall. Oh my God. You know, I've heard like whistling. I've heard EVPs that have people screaming or crying. The vomiting would send me over the edge. That's nuts. It was so creepy. It was so creepy. Um, so yeah, that was 
that was Wilbrook State School. I really wanted to talk about that one because, like, you know, I'm all about, like, I think it's so good that we did close those down. I'm not against those kind of facilities. I think that it would be good to have them because a lot of homeless people, you know, are usually, like, people who can't afford, you know, they have a lot of mental health issues. I mean, I think it would be cool, the idea of having, like, a state school for those type of, like, to be, like, rehabilitated, get meds and stuff like that, get you back on the right track. But I think it needs to be monitored better, you know? Like, we can't have 6,000 children living in filled, doctors infecting them with hepatitis, um, pulling out their teeth when they would bite people, like, you know, that kind of stuff. I think it needs to be more monitored. We need to have a real, like, care facility, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, hospitals dedicated yeah, to that. I take it personally because I, like, I work with kids with special needs. And, like, ours is one-to-one, not one-to-one-thousand. Yeah. You know? Can you imagine you, as someone who does that for a living, taking care of, like, 200 kids and it's just you by yourself? There's no way you could do that. It's so... <sighs> no way. God, you no know, way. God bless the staff that actually stayed there and really helped, you know? It's it's really sad. Um, but anyways, those are my two hospitals that totally creeped me the shit out. We'll post pictures of them. And links. So you can also be creep the shit out. Yes. <laughs> Don't go to the hospitals. They're scary and they scare me. That's what you need to take away from this. <laughs> yes. Take that away from there. Anyways. <laughs> well, um, any updates that you guys want to give? We're concluded our episode for the spooky stuff. But um, before we go, let me leave you off with uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. This is a paranormal podcast. If you guys didn't catch that yet, um, we're Ghoul Girls. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We have a Facebook group. Join us on there. We love it. We're always posting stuff. People are really nice. People are great. People are great. You guys have been so supportive. We love you all. Sorry for Thank creeping you, you out. Um, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon. We could use it. We want to help help us help you get more spooked out nowadays (laughs) uh anyways thank you for joining us stay tuned listen up for our boozy episode that's going to be coming out next it's going to be our halloween special send us creepy ghost ghoul stories um we have an email it's on our instagram so you guys should go ahead and follow us there um and this is us signing off stay spooky stay spooky guys see ya